So all week I've been saying I would I would talk about the 17 best landscape shrubs of spring. And I'm going to dedicate this segment just to that. And it's I don't have time to go into a lot of detail, but these are kind of the number one sellers, the most popular, the prettiest, easy to grow. They just have a lot going on for them. Uh, and a lot of the plants, you'll know what they are, who they are. So these aren't just, these aren't just winter good-looking plants. These are things that are going to be transitioning here quickly as we start getting into after uh, about Valentine's Day, another just month out, five, five weeks or so, you'll see daffodils starting to bloom. You'll see forsythia starting to crack. The winter jasmine will be in full glorious bloom. The first leading indicators, those plants will start to bloom. Uh, these are going to be some of those. And so I'll just start out with number one, pretty much in the Midwest, you all made this one famous, barberry. Boy, it's it's a little plant, not knee high. Typically, there's a lot of models. I probably have a dozen different varieties that we sell here at the garden center, but barberry is a easy to grow, takes our sun, takes our wind, takes our alkaline soil, always has bright, shiny foliage, and it's got a flower to it, although not really significant it's a pollinator. The bees will love it. The butterflies will love it. Uh, but but you're you're planting it for the foliage, how it looks, that, that driveway that's got that roundabout driveway. And you got that big mound in, in the middle. This really looks good. And it'll take that, that heat and that wind that comes off that asphalt really, really well. It, it goes with Rose of Sharon. You folks from the more tropical climates, Californias, Tucsons, Phoenix, you know, Hawaii, you love your hibiscus, that great big old hibiscus with the flower the size of your hand. Well, that doesn't grow here, but Rose of Sharon does. It's, a, it's also a hibiscus, the botanical name is hibiscus, but Rose of Sharon is a common name. It's got a bit smaller flower, so maybe it's the size of a baseball instead of your hand. So it's got a big flower, but it makes up for it in sheer quantity. This, the Rose of Sharon will have literally hundreds of flowers on this plant, whereas a traditional tropical hibiscus might have a dozen. So I've literally seen Rose of Sharon's fall over because the weight of all the flowers was just so great that it had to be staked back up. This is a personal experience. It's a great plant for you. And it goes down to, I think, minus 40 degrees, some crazy cold. We will never see uh, Rose of Sharon's a great, if you want hibiscus, that's the one you want. It really grows well. Okay, uh, bluebeard shrub or coreopterus or false spirea. It has a lot of different names, but bluebeard, it's, a, it's about a hip-high plant, kind of mounding. The beauty that it has is, is fast green growth and then blue flowers, and it's super low maintenance. It's the same color as rose uh, as uh, Russian sage. That's probably the most the number one seller here. It can be kind of weedy. It's out of control sometimes. This has the same flower, but almost no pruning care. It always comes back next spring looking good. You don't have to cut it back to the ground to start over again. Just easy to care for and a true pollinator. Your butterflies are going to love you for having a bluebeard shrub out there. Butterfly bush. That's another one. So we grow butterfly bush better than anywhere else in the country. And we're on the migratory path for a lot of monarchs. A lot of, a lot of butterflies use this part of the state as a highway. And they're using your, your butterfly bush as a jump off point, kind of a, a recharge as they start going up. The beauty is your grandparents grew butterfly bush that were just 
grossly oversized. I mean, come on, who needs a 12-foot shrub out there against the garden shed? It just overtakes everything. You had to prune it back, lots of maintenance. It was pretty from a distance, otherwise use it as a, as a small shade tree. Well, the newer varieties coming out, there's brighter colors and there's dwarf varieties. So we've got some that are ground cover. Same pinnacle flower on it, same, same butterfly kind of flowers, but now they're coming, they're shorter. So now you don't have all this maintenance issues that your grandparents have. They're so Now you can plant them right next to that back patio or in a container and they just look great and they bloom. Nothing blooms as long as a butterfly bush and attracts, it actually butterflies will be attracted to it. It's an amazing little plant. Great plant for here. doesn't have all the disease, the spotting, that kind of stuff that other parts of the country have. A deer grass. I don't think grass gets enough play, but deer grass, and really there's two native ones, deer grass or misacanthus, and then also bear grass. Those two grow uh, out and about. You'll just see them. Deer grass has this pink plume to it in the summer and fall. It's quite striking, quite pretty. And deer tend to leave it alone. So the animals, if you're right out there, we're having or roaming around, things are go, things are eating, eating your landscape. That's a good one for you. But grasses, one that's blooming right now in the greenhouses. It's amazing. If you just need to get out and get some fresh air and you want to see some of the leading plants starting to come in. So our first big uh, uh, fruit tree trucks coming, let's see, in two weeks, week and a half. So it's, it's in route. So it's, it's being packed now. So we're starting that first harvest. Uh, but um, Ice Angel Camellia, that's one that came in just before Christmas. And it's an evergreen. It's a winter blooming evergreen shrub, grows about hip high, kind of white, more shaded areas, kind of the east to north side of trees, houses, shrub under patios, in containers. That's where it thrives. But it's got a camellia flower. You Californians, you love your camellias. Well, this one actually grows here and takes the cold, whereas most camellia are tropical. They won't. They're just they're they're winter wimps. They're going to freeze out, die and not come back. Not Ice Angel. That's the name. Ice Angel Camellia. It's magical. It's got a flower about the size of a Rose of Sharon, about the size of a baseball, maybe a little bit smaller than that. But oh, it's pretty. It's a pretty plant. One that I use a lot. Gilted Edge Silverberry. Silverberry is a, is a native. In fact, I use this one instead of red tip Votinia. The number one seller, red tip. I put my kids through college with red tip Votinia, but I would never have that plant in my yard. It's disease prone. It's, it's got to maintain it like crazy. It's always got powdery mildew, deer eat on it, but not silver, not, not silverberry. Silverberry has no, no animal issues, gets up well above head height, as big as you can hold your hands out. It's that big, thick evergreen. And it's a, it's a native. So get it up to size. You never have to water it again. It's that. It's truly a native plant. Great plant for your spirea and sumac. Those two. I'm going to try to, I'm going to, try to up the speed here because I'm going to run out of time. Trying to get all 17. Come in and ask for the list. I'll give it to you. Here you go. It's an article I wrote, I don't know, a while back. And you, you'll have the whole list or, or peruse some others. Um, Grolo sumac, another native. It grows wild here. It's a companion to silverberry. Salvia or heat wave salvia or autumn sage is another name. Uh, that one or, or salvia gregii is another name. It's got several. It's a number one seller. It's probably, it outsells 
Russian sage. Russian sage has this blue spiky flower to it, about hip high. Um, this one's a step down, gets about knee, just above knee high or so, but it's got red flowers. And it actually has got red, pink, purple, and I think an, uh, an apricot color this year. Got a new, new color introduction, but hummingbirds just love salvia. They love autumn sage salvia. It's every yard needs at least three. Pick a color because it just attracts. It's just easy to care for. It takes sun, takes wind. It's just a great plant for your every, It's just a great one. Um, Nandina or heavenly bamboo is what it's known on the West Coast. Heavenly bamboo is the common name, but Nandina is what the rest of the country calls it. Nandina is a an evergreen plant, very soft. It looks has a bamboo kind of look to it. It's not bamboo. It's not invasive. Doesn't doesn't take over. I mean, dogs and small children are not going to be lost in in Nandina. It's a good, strong evergreen plant, and animals don't bother it. So deer, rabbit, antelope. Jackrabbits, they're not going to bother Nandina. Looks good in containers, looks good out in the yard. Just flexible, super hardy. It looks delicate, but it's super robust, tough. So I think every yard needs a, a Nandina. And then, of course, yucca and lilacs. We'll leave it with those two. Lilacs, you can grow better lilacs here. They'll be a little shorter, but you won't have all the disease spotting issues that the Midwest has. We just grow them. They love this bright, uh, high altitude. And then yuccas, lots of varieties of yuccas. And they all do well here. So grow some. So that's the 17 best landscape shrubs for Northern Arizona. Be more. Be back with more right after this.